Hey, thanks for tuning into the So I Was Thinking podcast. If you would like to support us, it would really mean a lot if you could subscribe and share this with your friends and family. With that being said, let's get right into the episode. What's up, guys? <laughs> How's it going? Christmas is one right week away. Right around the corner. It's almost here. You can taste it's it in the air. practically here. Oh. S- smell the fur, trees blossoming. <laughs> F-I-R. (laughs) (laughs) The evergreens, pines. Like what most people call them, or just Christmas trees in general? Yeah, Christmas trees. Yeah. Great. Love them. Hey, if you're new here, please don't go. We get better. (laughs) Um, But if you are new here, uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We have a weekly proverb, which is pretty cool. We also post every time we release a new episode and so that's the best way to stay up to date with everything that we're doing yet so i was thinking that's podcast. a great way to put it fully by yeah i was gonna you. get to i was gonna rush on in there thank you mm-hmm. of course <laughs> <laughs> of course this episode would not be possible if it weren't for rabbit hole records productions rabbit hole production is records. it productions Produ- yeah, okay cool <laughs> If you would like to record an album, your band, a podcast you're working on with your friend, um, if you want to record an argument that you had in the shower so that you can play it back and remember all of your good points. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. Chris is your guy. Chris is your guy. <laughs> Chris will record your shower arguments. Not He doesn't have to be in there with you if you don't want him to be. Bluetooth audio, but he'll have it in high fidelity. Whatever that means. Moving on before this gets too weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Christmas. I'm excited. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Felipe? Today, uh, we are going to kind of finish off um, one of one of like the topics that uh, our followers on Instagram chatted with us about. Um, they asked the question, does God change does god change and i think especially in light of this year it's easy to think that perhaps he does but we're going to talk about it we're going to we'll get some bible verses we are going to um read and talk and discuss and define and extrapolate evidence from the documents very verbose i'm i'm just saying things i heard on tv uh so <laughs> <laughs> don't we all and so then uh yeah we're gonna talk about it rowan what do you think does actually before we go to rowan um i think i think it's good that we look at the bible right does mm-hmm. does god change um and right from the bat let's let's get into it malachi uh book of malachi chapter three verse six for i the Lord do not change. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was it. There is it. I think that answers it. But sometimes it feels like he does. Yeah. And I think we need to make an important an important observation. God doesn't change our perspective changes. Our situation around us changes. Mm. So God back in 2018 was the same as he is in 2020. Yeah. But our situation in 2018 was different than our situation in 2020, so he showed up differently. Exactly. But that does not mean he's changed. Yeah, that's good. 
And sometimes I think when you read the Bible, it looks like you get to see, um, I think sometimes you kind of notice and it seems like God changes his mind or it seems like God stopped being one way and starts becoming another or whatever. But that's, that's not the case at all. I think when you read the Bible as a whole, which you have to do, you, you get to see and you get to understand that like God, um, is the same person and we get to see more of him as the story progresses. Right. So like God who spoke the, the universe into existence is the God that showed up in Matthew chapter one and was the living word of God. And as John puts it, like you have that cool parallel from Matthew, I'm sorry, from Genesis and John, like in the beginning was, you know, mm-hmm. was God and, or in the beginning, God said, let there be light. But then in John, you have in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And and God created everything through the word and nothing that was created was created except through the word and then it, the the parallel just continues and you get to see like this really awesome thing where it's like nope this is the same god like john is writing about jesus but in the same like he i think he writes that way to show us that like that same god is the same god in genesis yeah and what's what's what i find interesting about um god is that he he's supposed to be the consistent thing in Mm. our lives Mm -hmm. god never changes god never leaves us right Mm -hmm. so in a world of humans who make mistakes and um it affects the people around them so like if there's somebody in your life that made a mistake and it affected you we've all been in that situation or if you've made a mistake and it affects someone else there's so much inconsistency because there's sin in the world and sin creates this inconsistency, but God is without sin. God can't be inconsistent. Yeah. And I think the reason why sometimes it feels like God is changing is because we are sinful. Like we see our our God's vision isn't changing, our vision is. It's skewed through the lens of sin. Yeah. That's good. And I think as we I think as we grow in our understanding, as we grow grow in our relationship with God and we grow in our faith, I think our understanding of God changes. Um, and so we get a different perspective. I think it's kind of like when you were a kid and you knew your parents one way. And at least for me, like when I was a kid, like before I left home, before I moved out, before I did my own thing, like, you know, your parents one way. When you are a baby, you know, your parents one way. When you're a toddler, you know your parents are a little bit better. When you're like 10 years old, you know your parents even better, right? Like you you start saying things like, mm, mom's not going to like it if you do that. You know, like you have like a better understanding of, of your relationship with your parents and what they expect and who they are and what they're like. You know, like I used to I used to be able to find my mom because my mom would have like this, this like her purse was like a bag and it was like a you know that she wore on her back or whatever and she would always like clip a her backpack yeah but not like a like a school backpack but like you know and then uh she would like clip her keys like her car keys to like one of the string things there's straps we'll go with straps good job and uh and like if i ever got lost in the store when my mom told me not to leave her side which i did anyway because i went to the toy section i would always listen for her keys dangling and i would find my mom like i knew characteristics about my mom and I knew more about my mom as I got older than I did when I was one or two. Right. And now as an adult ish, 
whatever as a 26 year old i know more of my parents like i have a different perspective of my parents and i have a different relationship with my parents and i understand how much i need them and how much they need me and how our relationship works and how we're supposed to be family and care for one another and love one another and like and so you know like your your perspective changes as you change as well you know and i think my parents Mm -hmm. have a have a different relationship like when i was when I was like 10, like being sarcastic wasn't funny, you know, like, but now that I'm 26, like I'm sarcastic just because, and now my mom laughs because she, that's who she made me to be, you know? Does she? She says she doesn't <laughs> think it's funny, but she laughs every time I'm sarcastic and she doesn't like it because it reminds me, it reminds her of her. So touche mom. <laughs> no, won't. but that's good. Cause I'm just thinking back uh, funny story. When I first met Felipe, I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted nothing to do with him, and now, um, he forced me to start a podcast with him. Okay, we can't say <laughs> things like that. It's not. I didn't force anybody to do anything. No, there are laws didn't. against child labor and stuff like that. He didn't. This was a mutual agreement. <laughs> 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 but no. Our relationship with people changes based on our age and what we start talking about. When I first met Felipe, I I didn't even talk I didn't talk about God with anybody. And then I started talking the more I got to know Felipe, the more I started talking about God and we started having these conversations and it's it was those conversations that led to us being like, Hey, we should start a podcast yeah. and start recording these conversations. But that didn't come at an instant. We grew into that. And that's, I feel like that's, I I think sometimes we confuse God with, or the importance, uh, I'm trying to word this right, but we, we prioritize law, God's laws over our relationship with God. Yeah. So we can, a good example is this, of this is the fruit of the spirit and the 10 commandments. Hmm. Like what takes precedent? Um, we can follow the Ten Commandments, but Jesus already says, like, if you're angry at somebody, you've already committed murder, murder. in your heart. Yeah. So those Ten Commandments are impossible to live up to. So a legalistic view of following God isn't gonna get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if we try to live in the fruit of the spirit—love, patience, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Is that all of them? You got most of them. Yeah. There's nine. I'm really proud of you. I can't remember which one <laughs> you're, you're missing, but okay, you're, preacher you're halfway there. <laughs> but if we start living in that, um, being like Jesus is going to come to us, following those, if we live in love, self-control, peaceful, mm-hmm. those laws that God gave us in the Old Testament are going to start coming to us naturally we're going to be naturally not angry at people not to say and of course like sins sin is a thing yeah we're not gonna live up to things yeah and we're not gonna live up to the fruit of the spirit as much as we are not gonna live up to the ten commandments but it's we need to prioritize relationship with god and not Mm -hmm. There's hundreds and hundreds of laws that God gives in the Old Testament. But if we create a relationship with God, following those laws are going to come naturally. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I think I think it's a, a cool idea to point out to like well, my bad. I burped again, guys. I did it on like our second episode and I'm Can doing you, it again. You're so I'm sorry. gross. I'm sorry. Get out. <laughs> I hope yeah. <laughs> Next week we'll be just rowing on this episode <laughs> since he just kicked me off and he's the boss. Uh so um no, I think it's interesting like when we when we think about it that way because our our um understanding of God really comes from like this idea like how how can you how can you understand somebody you don't talk to how can you understand somebody you don't walk with how can you understand somebody you have no relationship with um and so to understand like whether or not God changes like you need to be in relationship with him I think if you if honestly like you know like right now we're we're towards the end of the year it's December you know like and it, it's the holiday season or whatever and this year has been insane and if you're not walking in relationship with God, then for sure, God has changed a lot this year, right? Like we started off 2020, like not thinking anything bad was going to happen. Everybody was celebrating, you know, like New Year's, you know, like January, you know, like taking trips, uh, February, like we we're still living loud and proud and, and, and whatever, like, and, and then like March and they were like, oh, wait a minute. And then April is like, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. June, wait, what? may and then may <laughs> june july august september october is just like lockdown wear your masks yeah it was like march it's like oh things are getting serious and then it's mm. october <laughs> yeah it's like I, we're still here things are serious um but you know like looking back i think if if you don't have a strong relationship with god if you're not walking daily with god then for sure god has changed a lot this year I think if your job was ever in jeopardy this year, you and you weren't walking in relationship with God, like God has changed. Like God was so faithful in 2019 and he got you that new job. But then like come 2020, like, nope, here it goes. Going to lose it all. And that's not the case at all because God has not changed throughout this entire year. As good as he was in January is as good as he is today. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I think it's so important. Like if you've been walking consistent, consistently, with God this year, like, yeah, you might have hit, you might have hit some rough spots. You might've hit some times where you doubted. You might've hit hit some times where you're like really frustrated at what's going on. And you're like, God, I don't know what you're doing. And I'm really mad right now. But you also hit a point where you're like, God, you haven't changed at all this year. You've been here. You were here, you know, like during some really great moments and you were here during the not so great moments and you've been consistent and faithful the same way. Yeah. And I think, we often put God in the box of humanity. Um, humans betray us. Humans quit. Humans mm-hmm. are imperfect. And I want to bring up Numbers twenty three nineteen, which says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Mm. And I think that's such a powerful verse because... We sometimes it's easy to think of God like, oh, he's just going to give up on me like everybody else. No, if he's promised something, he's going to fulfill it. Yep. If he's if he spoke something into your life, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we need to have faith in him. And this also kind of ties into our very first episode, which is interesting seeing as it's closing the year. We're kind of finishing it where we started it. But yeah, um about God's plan. Like God has a plan and a purpose and it's all going to come together. We just need to have faith. Yeah. And I don't have this verse down, but there's that verse where Jesus says, 
does God not clothe the birds and the plants? Mm-hmm. And how much more worth do you have than the mm-hmm. birds and the plants? God will provide. Yeah. And we live in a society of abundance. Everything is, whether it's through the internet or now we have cars, everything, we have access to everything within a matter of minutes. Yeah. And so we're so comfortable with this abundance that waiting on God seems like a burden. When God says you're going to do something great one day, you're, you're, I think of you as my son. Yeah. And that's the expectation I have for you. We think we're going to accomplish that the very next day, but it takes time. Exactly. And that's commitment. And we need to, we need to stay committed. We can't fall out of the race. Exactly. And if we're going to look at numbers like this just came into mind too, like we're talking about like the progressive relationship with God, right? Like God didn't, or Moses wrote the book of numbers, right? But like the first time God meets Moses, he has no idea who God is. He meets God in a burning bush and, and he, and he, uh, (laughs) and he, uh, you know, like he just walks up to, to God and he sees this burning bush and they have this conversation and he's asking God, like, who are you? And, and like, what are you doing? You know, like, and God reveals himself. And then you get to like the latter part of Exodus when, when Moses is still telling his story. And, and you read that like God spoke to Moses face to face, the same one, the same way me and Rowan record this podcast, like friend to friend, you know, like that's how God spoke to Moses. So he went from not knowing God at all and not knowing what God was like and not knowing who was talking to him through that burning bush into the end of Exodus they speak face to face as one as friends speak to each other. They knew each other well. Mm-hmm. And and then you like everything in between. Right. So we, we have the beginning and we have, you know, like Mo, um, Moses going to confront Pharaoh a bunch of times. You know, let my people go. Let my people go. And God and, and Moses gets to see God do some amazing things in Egypt. Moses gets to see God, you know, like split the Red Sea so that the people can walk through. God gets his, or Moses gets to see um, God, you know, make a way in the desert and, and make people's clothes grow with them, make people's shoes grow with them. He feeds them every single day, fresh bread, fresh manna. Then the people get sick of manna. He makes, you know, he makes quails show up every morning so that the people can kill some quails and have some, some poultry for dinner, you know, and, and, and God sees all of this. And throughout the entire time, God, Moses is just getting a deeper revelation of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God is like this. Oh, God is also like this, but God does not change. The God of the burning bush is the God that spoke to Moses face to face as, as one does with a friend. He's the same God that at the very, very end of Deuteronomy, uh, that's the one that ends. Don't ask me. <laughs> um, Maybe it's the end of, well, maybe it's the end of Deuteronomy or maybe it's the beginning of Joshua, but God is the one that buries Moses. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's easy to talk like this when it, like, when it feels fine, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, God has a plan. But when it gets really tough, that's mm-hmm. where like our faith is tested. And one of my favorite analogies when it comes to faith is walking with God is like working out. Right. The way you get stronger is by tearing your muscles and then your muscles regrowing and you become stronger. So and I think what movie is this from? Is it Evan Almighty? Is that the one with um, what's Steve Carell? Steve Carell. Yeah. The is Noah that... one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
kind of a cheesy movie, but one one quote that I'm just remembering right now is, I think God was talking to like the wife or something, and Morgan Freeman was like, "If you ask God for courage, God doesn't give you magically just give you courage. He gives you an opportunity to be create courageous." And he gives a couple other examples that I can't remember, but. That's a really good way of thinking about it. Yeah. If you sometimes, even though God is putting you, it might feel like God is putting you through the ringer. It's to make you stronger. You don't, you don't become a strong Christian by sitting in complacency. You become a strong Christian, strong Christian by overcoming all of the trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And, Again, it com- goes back to us being used to being comfortable. We live in a society where if you don't want to do something, you don't have to. Yeah, you just complain. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can cancel with one text. Mm-hmm. Where we don't we don't like doing things that we don't want to. Uh, yeah. You know, we're very we're very picky. Yeah. And I think. Picky. Um. Beggars, choosers. What's Beggars that can't be choosers. Beggars can't. Yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna get to heaven. Maybe they will. <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> yeah. My mind just shut off. <laughs> um, we were talking before, and this verse came to mind. But um, Paul in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, he says this: When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. Mm-hmm. When I became a man. I gave up childish ways. And then this next verse is one of my favorite verses. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And I think, you know, like, does God change? When you're a kid, you know God and you experience God. Even when when you're like a child or when you're young in your faith, you know God one way, but the longer you walk with God, the more you see that he's consistent, the more you see that God is faithful, the more you see that God is exactly who he said he was, you know? And Rowan, you brought up this question. Does God judge us differently based on where we're at in our walk with him? Does God have different standards for us based on where we're at in our walk with him? What do you think? Yeah, I really, really like this question because it's one of those questions that leave you thinking because there is no right or wrong answer. Because it's like, what if somebody never had the chance to uh, respond? Yeah, get the or even get to hear the gospel. Like, does God um, push him away? And on it, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. So usually I ask people that question and I can't, I don't have a good answer, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> well, okay. So let's, besides the people that have never had a chance to hear, like, do you think, do you think God hold you to a different standard depending on where you are in your walk with him. Yeah, because um, like you said before, before Christianity has steps, like there's baby Christians and then 
your teen years as a Christian, and then there's adulthood and Christian life. Yeah. So, like, I feel like God is understanding if you just hear the gospel and you're in that baby stage of the gospel, God's not going to hold you to the standard of an adult Christian. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Or at least somebody who's more mature in their faith. Mature in their faith. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you get, I think you get some slack. I think there's grace, right? Like we talked about Mm -hmm. it in one of our episodes. There's tons of grace for people that are, are just figuring things out. You know, like there's tons of grace for people that are wrestling with things. But like if you've, if you've been showing up and going to church for 20 years and, and you know, like you, you look less like Jesus than when you did when you had been in church for five months, like you are, you, you, you should know better. Mm -hmm. right and so like i think i think if you are actively pursuing jesus like you will grow in your faith and i think like the more you know god the more he he's like i mean it's just like again it's like the relationship with your parents right like by the time you're 10 years old if you have a younger sibling and they do something like you're like "Mm, you're gonna get in trouble for that not that god is just looking to punish people Right. But like he holds you to a standard. Right. Like you, you as a child know what the when you're 10, when you're 15, you know what the standard is that your parents have for your household. Mm -hmm. Right. So like it's like a five year old walks into your house and does something that, you know, your mom doesn't like. You're like, "Mm, my mom's going to say something at the same time. Like when that child also exhibits things at five years old that you're like, wow, like my mom would really like it if she saw that. Like it's that same relationship. Like you as a 15 year old, you know, you know things because you were once that five year old, you know, like running around or yelling or whatever that your mom doesn't like or whatever. But you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what my mom doesn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that's your mom. That is totally my mom. What did my mom not like? My mom did not like me bouncing uh, balls in the house and pretending I was playing basketball. (laughs) Because we lived in the fifth floor of an I apartment. I wonder why. <laughs> and she's like, the neighbors are going to get mad at us and they're going to hate us. So I'm like, the neighbors are going to watch me dunk on them. <laughs> I'll become an NBA player. Didn't happen. So the neighbors probably are just mad at us now and I can't ever repay them for having to listen to me dribble. You know, like. That's another way. Chris? <laughs> <laughs> With yeah. Rabbit Hole Records, you can record your dribbling audio only. Yeah. <laughs> and play it for your neighbors. or In high fidelity. Very high fidelity. Yeah. <laughs> but back to your point, sorry. Yeah, so like, so like, you know, like as a, you know, for me, like I'm, I'm 17 years and a day older than my brother. So like I got into a lot of trouble growing up. Like I was just a rebellious kid. Like I knew... I was me and my parents just had to deal with it or whatever, which means I got whooped a lot. My parents loved me. They weren't abusive, but I would get on their nerves. And so my mom would try to teach me, you know, like stop doing that. And so, um, and so I got a lot of whoopings growing up for doing, you know, like just being rude, being obnoxious, being a turd. And my little brother, sometimes I would watch him like pull some of the same, same stuff I did. I was like, Mm, oh boy here it comes my mom's about to yell but my mom was older then and my mom just had less energy and she just like let it slide i'm like are you kidding me right now i hate that (laughs) that was a unit oh mom you know like and and my brother nothing my brother was just like chilling 
Yeah. I used to watch I it. I see that in my, my little sister gosh. all the time. Shout out, Aislinn, if you're listening. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think you get held to a higher standard depending on where you're at in your faith because you you're you've been doing it for a while. You know you know what God you know like expects of you. Like same thing. Like the longer you've been walking with Jesus, the more these fruits of the Spirit should be you know, should be being produced in you. It should be. Uh, more part of your life so if you're if you're you know if you've been walking with jesus for 20 something years and you still you know like you're still impatient you're still whatever it's like come on now yeah there needs to be growth i think you don't it's the same like i'm in high school right now and most of our listeners are adults but if you've ever played a sport and you play it all throughout high school yeah and you didn't don't get better What's the point of oh, playing the sport? Yeah, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> what's the What's the point if you're gonna if you go to practice and you sit you sit down every chance you get you're not on your feet you don't pay attention to what your coach says why come to practice exactly why Why participate in the sport you need to be a hundred percent committed exactly think of the think of the star players whatever sport you play LeBron James. <laughs> So if you're a basketball player, think of all the home runs, the lead I don't basketball, think you understand <laughs> the lead basketball sports. dude got. I don't play basketball. I don't know. <laughs> so, but the people who are, and I see this in my sport, or even just like things in general, the people who are really good, you can see how they got good. They put in the work. You can see how much they actually, like, put in the effort to become better. Yeah. And that's who we need to be. We need to be, we need to be, we need to be like Spartans. We need to be groomed at seven years old. and just Left on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Either come home with your shield or on it. That's the attitude we need to have. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> On your shield or with it, huh? In in the shield or part of shield. Join you shield. <laughs> <laughs> you also asked a really good uh, other question the other day when we were talking about this episode. What happens if we are manipulated into believing the wrong thing? What happens then? Are we held accountable for the wrong things we believe? Well, this ties into. Our authority, I believe our authority is held accountable for that. That's good. Yeah. So, which is why if you're in a place of authority, you need to be diligent about how you're affecting people. We -hmm. talked about this in identity and influence. You have influence over at least one person. Yeah. It might be really a big influence. It might be a little influence. I like to believe that I have a small influence on my sister. Maybe she doesn't believe that, but I like to believe that I do. And she can't tell me otherwise because she doesn't (laughs) listen. (laughs) Uh, But my mom does, so (laughs) she's going to tell me. Um, But if I start teaching my sister... The wrong things. I I should be held accountable for that. Absolutely. Not my sister. Exactly. Which means, and I see this, like, 
it can be as little as just like swear. I see this as a high schooler swearing around kids that are really little. Like, I feel like that's just so bad, so bad, especially yeah. in front of little kids, because those little kids are gonna grow up swearing, and like, I I don't understand why someone would do that, because you have an influence over them, and now they think that's okay. Or if you treat somebody continuously treat somebody poorly in front of somebody who looks up to you, they're gonna think it's okay to treat those people poorly. Yep, and. I I don't think that's on the victim. I think that's on whoever's teaching them that. Absolutely. But whoa, I said that wrong. Sorry. You did. But if if you um if you pinpoint that in yourself, if you see, hey, somebody manipulated me, or I'm treating this person poorly just because the person I looked up to did that, and maybe that wasn't the best person to look up to. Yeah. It's now once you've identified that in yourself, now it's your now the um blame, that's not the right word. The uh what? let's go with blame. The blame is shifted on you. Now yeah. it's up to you to stop listening to that authority and start listening to God or an earthly earthly the mentor. Responsibility falls on you. Responsibility. That's there what goes. I was thinking of. With great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. So it turns on to you. So that means you need to stop listening to that person. The thing that you identified in yourself, let's say you treat somebody poorly, you need to stop treating those people poorly. You need to basically train it out of you. Exactly. Because, again, it's like personal responsibility. So, like, if you, for example, if you, you know, came to faith or if whatever, like you're young eventually like you get to a point where like you have to take responsibility for what you're doing right like it's like i might be as bold to say this it's like racism right like you can be taught racism from an early age at a certain point like you can come to the realization like yeah maybe this is bad you know like Mm -hmm. maybe i shouldn't look down on people that look differently than me and train that out of you because like that's that is a learned behavior. And, and you know, when it comes to believing about God, if you believe something wrong because someone early on influenced you that way, I think, I think eventually through praying and reading the Bible and be like, God, show me what you really like. Show me what your word really says. Like if you believe something wrong, God will train that out of you. God will be like, well, this is what, this is what I, I'm actually like. And that's also the importance of having good authority over your life. Like yep. I consider you, Felipe, to be my mentor because oh, stop. if... All right, now I regret saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, go on, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so, but I rely on you a lot because I rely on you. F- if you see something in me that's not Christian, that reflects Jesus poorly, I rely on you to bring that up to me. And that's the purpose of a good mentor. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that kind of mentor in your life, you kind of have to... You either have to find one or you have to identify that by yourself. And that can be really hard. Yeah. And I'm really lucky to have somebody like you that can do that for me. But if there's something in my life that you say, come up to me and you're like, Rowan, I really think you should swear less. Mm -hmm. Now the ball is in my court to start swearing less, even though Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised in a household full of swearing. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer. But... Let's say that I was, even though I think it's normal. If 
because you say that it doesn't reflect Jesus or it reflects Jesus poorly, now the ball is in my court to go and change it. And yeah. even though it's ingrained in my mind that, oh, it's okay, it's just it's just a swear word. Yeah. Nobody thinks too much of it. Like, I need to take that responsibility on myself. Exactly. And, and that goes for everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, quick question, because this is, this is a topic that I think a lot of people kind of struggle with. Um, and, um, it's about mentorship, like, like having people in your life that, that like you trust and you rely on, like, like what, what advice do you have for them? Like people looking for a mentor, people like wanting to be mentored by somebody like what what kind of advice do you have like how do you find a mentor to begin with or you know like all those things church is a great place to start i feel like one great thing that churches have nowadays is so many different programs to get connected with other christians mm-hmm. um whether it's uh, for me personally it's like youth where I can talk to like a youth leader or a peer about like what I'm going through. But at the end of the day, actions speak louder than words, in my opinion. So how do, how do these people act? And so like with me and Felipe, the reason why I started liking Felipe in the first place is number one, he was just cool. I didn't see him as like a youth leader. I just saw him as like a cool dude that I could pick on. And number two, like he showed up which was something youth leaders didn't do for me. Like they showed up to my tournaments and stuff like that. And I think those actions really kind of proved to me that he was willing to invest in me. And even though he was like a cool guy and I was a eighth grader, I believe I was an eighth grade kid who didn't really care or kind of dipped his toes into Christianity, but didn't want to, go all in in my faith Felipe started those conversations and I was willing to go into them because Felipe was just such a cool guy such a natural like kind of bringing me in and so I think look look for someone who loves God and kind of fits your personality I think if that's good advice I don't know yeah I think what I see from a lot of a lot of people, even my age, is like, um, if it comes to looking for a mentor, you have to be bold. Yeah, um, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah, and you kind of have to like put, you kind of have to risk relationship with with somebody. Like, you might see somebody, and this doesn't have to be for growing in just your faith. I burped again. My bad. That's twice. Can this you episode. stop? Honestly, we were getting deep, and then I, you know, my bad. Anyway. Um, you know, like you kind of have to risk growth. So not even just like spiritually, but like, let's say you, you know, like you see somebody that, you know, in your life and you know, like you're trying to get better financially or you're trying to get, you have some dreams that you want to start. You have some businesses, like business ideas or whatever. And you see somebody that you look up to in those areas, reach out to them, reach out to like, you'll never know like what, what's on the other side of like an Instagram message or like, or, you know, like a a phone call or a conversation or an email or whatever. Like if you, if you, if you see something in somebody that you want, that you aspire and you want them to mentor you, like, don't be afraid to have that conversation. Um, especially because like for the most part, they've been where you want to be. And so, or they are where you want to be. And so like, you know, I think, I think 
that is one thing that um a lot of our our culture lack, lacks now is mentorship is people willing not i i think there's tons of people willing to invest in other people i think there's um a people too afraid to ask and b two people too afraid to listen yeah this is a big problem i see it i don't mean to interrupt but i have a point (laughs) go on i see a huge lack of just respect in general like Mm. and specifically kids my age to like don't respect authority don't respect their parents and they're not going to respect somebody that like a mentor type person yeah and I'm not perfect either. I respect Felipe a ton. I just have weird ways of showing that. And so sometimes I do and say things that may seem counter to what I actually believe. But at the end of the day, I do respect Felipe. But I think saying that we need to listen is such a good, such good advice because part of respecting somebody is humbling yourself and saying i'm wrong this person's right this person knows more than me yeah i can't do this on my own i need help exactly that that takes a ton of humility and exactly and and i think i think like a mentor mentee relationship like always works well when like like being on the other side of things it's like i've i've been in i've been a mentor to other people where it's like people like yeah you know like I, I want to be mentored by you. And then like, I tell them stuff and like, it's like, ah, I'm not going to do that though. It's like, so then why are you here? Why so are me. we? No, <laughs> but like, why, why are we here? You know, like why, yeah. why, why am I spending all this time? It's like, I'm, I'm trying to tell you how to get better. I'm trying to tell you, you know, like whatever. And you're just like, nah, I'm good. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I mean, and again, it goes back to like, what do you, do you really want it? You know, like ask to be mentored and then listen when, you know, like your mentor talks, but all that to say, does God change? I think if you have a good mentor in your life, a good Christian mentor in your life, who's walked a few more miles than you, who's walked a few, lot more miles than you in, in their faith, like they'd be the first one to tell you, you know what? Like you go through seasons, you go through life and life is hard and life is great and life is beautiful and life is messy and some sometimes life brings you so much joy and sometimes life brings you so much pain but god does not change oh so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was weird <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> all right now we're a gospel podcast everybody um yeah i think malachi says it all malachi chapter 3 verse 6 i the lord do not change it feels like he does circumstances will make you think that he does life will make you will sometimes lead you to believe that he does but that's not the truth and i think if you have if you have good people speaking faith into your life if you get into the bible this is like this is the most important like at the end of our day like our discussions that we have here like yeah we're talking about it we're trying to figure out we're trying to make it practical but like in reality like ron and i when we prep for an episode we read the bible a lot like we try to figure yeah. out what God is like it's because like <laughs> we're answering these questions and we're like, okay, so what does the Bible actually say? And God says it right there. You know, like you can type in, does God change? First Google answer is Malachi chapter three, verse six. No, I'm Lord and I do not change. I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. 70% of my research is just Googling the answers 
to these or googling these questions and then going to google images and then yeah. reading some of the verses <laughs> yeah and then having these conversations oh know? yeah like that's why i say 70 percent because the other 30 percent <laughs> is formulating my own own ideas and talking to you about them yeah but yeah that's good does god change no he does not final answer boom lock it in have a good week or two weeks. Oh, and yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Buy yourself some merch. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your friends some merch. Buy your loved ones some merch. Buy you some merch, like Rowan said. Buy me some merch. Buy your mentor some merch. Buy your mentor some merch. <laughs> Buy your mentee some merch because they, they need it. So I was thinking podcast. You get merch and you get merch and you get merch. If you look under your seat, there's merch <laughs> right now. <laughs> Wait, really? We're actually wearing merch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. But for real, Merry Christmas. Get some merch. Love you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of So I Was Thinking. If you liked what you heard, feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. Can't wait to see you for the next episode. Peace, Peace out. out.